Everybody, welcome to another conversation with the Three Geeks podcast. Today, we are joined by Jesse Cove, who was recently in Cobra Kai. Jesse, how are you doing today? I'm great, man. Thanks for being here, and I'm excited to be talking to you guys. Likewise. Absolutely awesome, man. Uh, so let's start from the beginning. Uh, where are you from? Los Angeles, California. You've been there your whole life. So you grew up near the acting industry. Yes. Uh, you know, with my dad, of course, being in the industry, um, you know, grew up around movie sets and, um, you know, I've been fortunate to travel the world with him, which has been great. So uh, I've been very fortunate that way. We also, we, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jason. No, go ahead, Scott. You also uh, did Broadway in New York. Is that correct? I did. I did some off Broadway. I was doing a play out here uh, and it got it was called the Columbine Project. It was actually all about the. Um, the Columbine shootings, you know, pretty heavy material, but, you know, the story was great and, you know, telling the stories of the individuals and it got picked up to go to New York. So I drove cross country with a friend who was in the play and was there for a few months, um, you know, had family fly out and it was just, it was great. You know, I, I think doing theater in New York is like the true thespian, um, you know, uh, art form that, you know, everybody should experience. When did you decide you wanted to start doing acting? You know, it was, I've always been around it my whole life, the creative side of, you know, film sets and, and that, that whole art form. And, you know, I didn't really start doing it professionally until I was 18, but I was always in like my high school plays and making movies. I, when I was a kid, I was making movies with my camera with my like toy soldiers and stuff. So that was always a lot of fun. And then, um, you know, my parents and my dad, especially never pushed me into the industry. And um, so when I was about 18 is when I started doing it professionally, got an agent and, um, I just went out there and started, you know, booking roles and, and hitting the pavement. Nice. So um, let me, let's start from uh, the beginning on this uh, IMDb journey. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Actually, no, I'm going to skip a little bit because I have a thing for Christmas movies. You were in Christmas on the menu. Can you tell me about it? Well, I, I got to know, tell me about your thing with Christmas movies. <laughs> if it's a Hallmark thing, he's seen it. I think that's probably the key thing. Of, <laughs> I just like, movie. I like Christmas movies. They have, they're very happy. They are so happy. And they're also the, the most fun to be a part of. Like doing a Christmas movie is unlike, it's unlike anything else. It's so, um, it's just so fun. And um, it is happy. The set is happy. They've got like the Christmas decorations everywhere. It's really a fun, fun project to always be a part of as a Christmas movie. Um, but Christmas on the Menu just came out uh, over the, you know, this past Christmas, uh, directed by Jake Helgren, as uh, a buddy of mine. And uh, the whole movie surrounds like food and this, we shot it up in Big Bear. And it was, um, you know, this family opens up like a bed and breakfast. And then, uh, you know, the main girl comes in, uh, played by Kim Shaw. And I work at this bed and breakfast and we used to be, you know, you know we're old flames together. And um, it was just really fun. My friend, uh, you know, Clayton James uh, played the other lead. And it's just this beautiful romantic story of people falling in love around food and Christmas. It was a blast. 
with the backdrop of Big Bear. <laughs> <laughs> so starting out, you did a lot, uh, quite a bit of TV. Uh, what was the first day? Oh, wow. First day. God, I haven't talked about first day in a while. First day was, <laughs> a, uh, was actually, was kind of ahead of its time. It was a really, uh, it was a, a web series uh, produced by the producers of Gossip Girl. And it was basically um, Groundhog Day for this girl. Um, and she in high, she relives her first day of high school every day over and over and over again. And I play like the, you know, the young jock guy who she ends up, you know, trying to impress every day. But towards the end of the series, which was 10 episodes long, she realizes that she just needs to be herself in order to, for, you know, anybody to like her. So it's a really, really nice story. That was a, we had a blast doing that. God, that was, that was a while ago. Yeah, 2011, I believe. Yeah. Had a great time doing that. That was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. <laughs> I literally remember, it was so funny. I remember doing that audition and I was so upset at how I did. I was like, I called my manager at the time. I was like, I'm done. This is ridiculous. I'm over this. I don't want to go through this process again. It was like, I can't believe how horrible I did. And like literally an hour later, he's like, Jesse, they loved you. They, they want to offer you the role. And I was like, <laughs> man. I love that they keep remaking Groundhog's Day, like in different formats. It's fantastic. You can do, you can do it with, with anything, which is so great. You know, which is, which is I think, the, the, the fun part about it. I mean, next they'll do Groundhog Day in space, which would be great. <laughs> well they sort of did with that uh, tom cruise movie where he keeps dying and coming back yeah exactly live die yeah. love that movie so good mm -hmm. so i'm wondering you mentioned your dad didn't like push you into acting but once you decided acting was your career at 18 did you was there a lot of phone calls to dad and mom and say hey you guys you guys lived through this what's the what's the, some of the advice maybe that was given i mean i was kind of you know I guess you could say I was kind of like the the hinges were oiled a little bit going into it, you know, having grown up around it. So I, I had an idea of how things worked and I felt very comfortable on sets, you know, which I think is really important for people is just like when you're on a movie set, just to feel really comfortable. And um, so for me, it was like I was just kind of going into something that I was already really familiar with. And it was just about going to the next step. Sure. And, sure. you know, I, I even to this day, I'm still, you know, I audition like everybody else. Uh, you know, even for Cobra Kai, you know, it wasn't just handed to me on a silver plate. Um, and, uh, you know, I think that in that whole process, you know, is great. It's just part of, you know, um, you know, learning and, and, and obviously, you know, grinding it out as we all do um, for, for the work. And, you know, it's always a good experience. But, yeah, I mean, obviously, I, I still chat with my dad all the time about, you know, maybe character work or what he thinks about the writing of this, you know, like, Dad, what, what do you think? Is this weird? You know, is this written kind of strangely? And, and, um, and you know, we, we, we come to each other. We're like a bouncing board for each other for certain things, which is great. That's pretty awesome. Now, yeah. I know Cobra Kai is the first reading, time. He's reading scripts from, like, Quentin Tarantino, and I'm reading, <laughs> reading freaking, you know, some monster thriller. Uh, <laughs> you know? What are you reading there, Dad? Oh, just, you know, this scene for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. All right. <laughs> now, you've worked alongside your father a few times uh, throughout your career um is that i mean is that strange like the first time was it kind of weird i know you guys said you bounce things off of each other um but like what is that experience like in the in the beginning it was interesting because i had to differentiate that this isn't my father talking to me. This is like, this is a character or this is a, this is like, you know, my dad directed me in a couple small, small things we did. 
even like some plays. But I had to like be like, okay, this is not my dad giving me direction. This is like the director, the creative part, because I had to like get out of that hole of like, you know, it's like he, oh, you got to do this again. You got, and I had to like, it wasn't we were fighting. It was just really like the creative side of him coming out, and I had to like make that. I had to draw the line of like, okay, this is not Marty Cove, my dad yelling at me about something about my laundry. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? So it was really funny. And this was when I was, you know, much younger. You know, I was like 17, 18. And so that was that. But then now I swear, I, you know, I say it all the time. It's literally like summer camp. When he and I work together, we laugh all the time. You know, we're always like giving each other little hints about, oh, why don't you try it this way and, and, and see if you can make the character do this. And, you know, he'll be on set visiting me. And, you know, he'll give me little notes about something. And I always take him usually because, you know, he's just really very observant. And I do the same thing for him. And it usually, usually always ends up working out well. And, and we love working with each other. We've done a numerous amount of projects. This one right here, um, a D-Day, which I did. Uh, he had a fun little part in that that I, I brought him on. Um, and uh, so, yeah, it's just we, we love working together. Our dream is to be like on a on some series together or, or doing like a Western movie together, which we would love to do. Do a Western series. But uh, what was the journey like auditioning for Cobra Kai? Uh, it was awesome. I mean, I was really excited about it. You know, when I first got the call that they wanted to see me, I was, I was, I was flattered of course, for one. And then, you know, I, I, I've been around it. I've been around Karate Kid and Cobra Kai, you know, probably more than anyone except for Ralph, you know, Billy and my dad. And um, so I, I knew this world. I knew what was what was kind of required. And, you know, but I really wanted to bring something fresh to it at the same time. And, um, you know, I went in for the audition and I remember talking to the casting director. I said, you know, how much, how big of a dick do you want this guy to be? And they're like, <laughs> we want him, we want full on, you want, we want people to hate him. And I said, okay, great. I can do that. Runs in the family. Um, and so I did that. It was great. You know, I felt good about it. And I did. It was a funny thing because usually when I do auditions, I don't usually feel good about them, which is funny because you never know if you're going to get them anyway. But this one I felt really good about. Uh, I did everything that I wanted to do. And uh, about a week and a half later, they told me that they loved, they loved it. Um, they actually had to send the tape to John, uh, Josh, and Hayden down in Atlanta because they were already shooting season um season three they had already started and my dad was already down there and so uh they i got it and i was so thrilled um you know called up my dad he was so excited and then you know i got to work and flew down there flew down to atlanta they they did a whole training session with me and hero koda who's the, the the stunt coordinator and the stunt team and rehearsed that in there in the in the cobra kai dojo that they have down there and that was a great experience. We had a lot of fun. I'm still posting some fun videos from that um, that, I that I haven't put out yet. And, you know, it was just uh, that, that. Well, that was the audition process to the beginning of how when I got on the show, which was so much fun. So much fun. How great are John, Josh and Hayden? They're amazing. They're literally I mean, I've sat with them with my dad and we've all had cigars, you know, numerous times and being out with them in the world. And they're just like. It's as if you three went and made a TV show. <laughs> I mean, they're literally like, and I say this in the best way possible because I consider myself like a nerd. They're like movie nerds that went and made a show because they know what people want and it's what they wanted to see. 
You know, wouldn't it be cool if, you know, Ralph Macchio and, 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 and Johnny and Kreese all fought each other? Like, you know, they just mm-hmm. – and then all of a sudden they make it happen. You know, like we've all wanted – we've waited 30 years to see that happen. And they're just – they're so intelligent and they're so smart and, and they literally think of storylines like seasons ahead. You know, they, they literally, they think of something that they're going to write here because in, in literally a year, this is going to happen. So they really break those characters down and they really want to bring in, you know, all kinds of, you know, new stories and they're just so fun. And they, 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 they love what they do. Um, they, they love karate kids so much. Like it means so much to those guys. It's, you know, just, and then being with them on set was just so much fun. It was just, you know, they, they love their work and they appreciate it so much. So they're, they're a blast. Those guys are just a blast. Yeah. They, um, they said that karate kid was like their star Wars. It is. Yes. Yeah. And they trickle in like little bits of like, I don't know if you remember in, at, at the end of season three in episode 10, the literally the music is mm-hmm. star Wars. Like the music is Star Wars. When when Johnny walks in and you see my dad with uh, um, AKA Crease with Robbie, it's like this like moment of like Darth Vader and Luke and 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 you know um, uh, Palpatine. It was like this weird. It was amazing, you know. Yeah, yeah. You got some like kind of like story beats and setups that aren't necessarily like. It's just like kind of trickled in there, like homages almost. Yeah, like, absolutely. I mean, every every movie that they've loved, they like put it in there and 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 do that. You know, it's really, it's so great. They think of all that stuff. Yeah, honestly, when uh, Cobra Kai started, I I knew them from because they'd pretty much been famous for the Harold and Kumars and then the Last American Pie film. Mm-hmm. I had no idea, like, not I love all that stuff, but I had no idea like how warming they could be in a television series and like how well they could bring the drama and they really brought it very well in this show. Yeah. They're really, um, they're really like incredible craftsmen of, of, of their, of storytelling and, you know, um, the journey that all the, all, all the actors go on. And then the history of karate kid, they really are. They're just like mavens. They really know the characters. It's not like these guys just came in that didn't understand that world. These guys know it. They know the story. They know the characters. They know the history of the show you know, they really, and they do it with so much integrity. You know, they really honor, because B- Billy, Ralph, and my dad, I mean, they don't, they've been, they had offers to do stuff like this for years. And, you know, but they really, they take care of these characters. It's part of who they are. And, and you know, they really, um, they take a lot of honor in, in portraying them and, and respect. It's, it's their legacy. So, you know, when someone comes along that wants to do something with them about that, they really, you know, they really, they really look at it and they really dissect it and make sure this is the right move for them. And so, and you know, thankfully they did, and and this is what was the outcome because they really they really entrusted uh, John, Josh, and Hayden. Yeah, my fingers crossed for Hillary Swank. But uh, what was it like when you uh, walked on set? Oh, it was great, man! It was a huge day, huge day. I mean, they had like there was this diner that they had rented out, and they had like you know they had like fifteen cars from like the you know the sixties that were there, and a bunch of a lot of extras. It was just a really massive day. I remember w- driving in in the transport van with. Barrett Carnahan, who plays young Crease, who we had met earlier that day, who's just a great guy, and we've become friends since. And, um, you know, I remember rolling up going like, wow, this is like way bigger than I thought this was going to be, like this moment. And this moment was all about he and I, you know, and then, uh, you know, Betsy, and uh, played by Emily Palmer. And uh, it was just amazing, man. It was a great feeling. I felt like a million bucks. You know, I was, I was excited to be there. And, you know, as we were doing the scenes and rehearsing, 
you know, it was like, um, you know, I felt very comfortable in the environment that we were shooting in and, and what was going on. I, you know, obviously studied and, and then all of a sudden we, we had shot a couple scenes and then all of a sudden here comes my dad trickling in in the back. And, um, you know, it was this really surreal moment of like fulfilling legacy and wanting to make him proud and also doing my job, what I love to do and fulfillment for myself. And it was just this really cool moment. I mean, for me to even join the Karate Kid universe, the OG Karate Kid universe um, was just really special. And I love it just as much as people who you know truly love the movies and the shows. I respect it greatly. So for me to be a part of that was really something I just, you know, I'll never forget. Are we going to see David again in season four? <laughs> God, I hope so. That'd be amazing. It'd be great. I'd love. Would awesome. you like to see David again? Sure. Yeah, I think he should join Cobra Kai. Yes, we play, oh, yeah. man. Let's go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> John, but, um, I hope you guys hear that. <laughs> <laughs> love you guys. Um, yeah, that'd be fantastic. There's all this. There's been all these like crazy theories online I've seen. Where like, well, because I don't know if you guys knew this, but the car that I drove, that was actually the original car that Miyagi gave Daniel in the first Karate Kid movie. That's the mm -hmm. one kind of like this really cool little Easter egg that they that they that they had um, that I was driving that car. So there's all these theories like, oh, did he did Miyagi get it from him? Did he you know where did that come from? And um, when I read the the script originally, I actually thought that uh, young Chris and I would end up going to war together and becoming like buddies. Um, and uh, you know I didn't think I was you know I wasn't I knew I wasn't Terry Silver or anything like that. But I thought that you know we'd right. fight other and then like we kind of maybe would go to war later on and make you know make up and then i know you know the whole the whole bit with the girlfriend or something you know like ah don't worry about it man like she's better off with you anyway you know what i mean <laughs> something like that um but it worked you know what they did was beautiful what they what they created was fantastic and you know barrett just killed it i mean he absolutely did an incredible job and it was so fun to work with him but yeah it was really uh it was awesome it was just awesome yeah, you mentioned Terry Silva. This show is so good at bringing legacy characters back. Oh, like, yeah. They made you earn. They, they earn the alley reveal at the end of season three. Yeah, and you have idea, right? Yeah, they don't just throw it all out. Like when um, Full House came back, the first episode, they literally threw everybody in the episode for no re rhyme or reason. But no, the Cobra Kai guys, really, they're really good about knowing what should fit where without it being too over the top. Yeah, and they really, and again, that's like to their to their their brilliance, you know. Like even when my dad, when he was when he came in on um, on season at the end of season one, you know, he had to be hush hush about that because nobody really knew. He kept telling people for a year he had to be silent, which he hated, mm -hmm. uh, but rightfully so. You know, there was that scene at the end of episode ten, season one, where like Johnny looks at like the picture of him at the All Valley, and you're kind of like, oh, wouldn't it be great if he was back? You know, and then he comes in. It was like everybody, the mic dropped, you know, and right. it just was perfect. And you're so glad that they did that. It's almost like how, remember, like Game of Thrones would do that. You'd just be like, wait, what? Mm -hmm. What What just happened? So I think that they, they do a little bit of that, which I think is beneficial because you just never know what's going to happen. Um, you know, the school fights at the end and the fight in the house. And I mean, they're just all these surprises, which is great. And then I think they do the same thing with the characters. So it, you know, makes you keeps you on the edge of your seat. Who's going to come back? And also, as you guys know, like, because you're huge fans of the movies and stuff, there's such a slew of characters that could come back and pop in, and you know, whatever. It's just, it's incredible. And I've I've heard the guys hint at Hillary Swank in interviews too. Which <laughs> oh, have they? Something, yeah, yeah, they have. Uh, okay, cool. I mean, that would be if they did that, it'd be just brilliant. I mean, I'm sure if they presented that to Hillary, she, I mean, there's no way she wouldn't. 
not want to do it. There's just no way. I mean, especially with, you know, the alley coming back, it'd be, it'd be amazing. Oh man. I was so happy for you guys when I found out it was going to Netflix. I'm like, I think I got a lot more mainstream attention because I remember having the YouTube subscription guy, guys, you got to watch this YouTube show. And everyone's like, whatever. And like literally within a week of it going to Netflix, I had friends like, have you seen this show Cobra Kai? That's hilarious. I know, dude. It was really, I mean, thank God for Netflix, uh, for YouTube, though, because they're the ones that like kind of pave the road for the show, which is great. Yeah. And and when you think about it, all the events, as horrible as, you know, COVID is and everything that's been going on, you know, if you're just looking at the Cobra Kai in itself, the, the journey that it's been on, like, it truly is like this, this, like, it's like this underdog because it was this small show on YouTube and then, you know, which did really well. And, you know, YouTube gave it its shot. And then here it is, like, they were in a bidding war between, like, Netflix and Amazon. And then all of a sudden it went to Netflix. And then they were able to drop season one and two while everybody was home, you mm -hmm. know. And then they dropped season three, like, what was it, four months later or something like that? I mean, it was, like, crazy. When have you ever had that whole, like, you know, just influx of Cobra Kai for any mm -hmm. show all at once? Um, it was just – so the way that it kind of slowly rolled out was was perfect. Just yeah. Perfect. Yeah, the timing is just perfect. Yeah, so it, it's been, you know, having, you know, been part of the team with YouTube and watching it happen, you know, and Netflix, you know, it, it is definitely a, a step up. And, you know, obviously the reach that Netflix has um, because people want to see the show and they love the show. So it's, it's just great that they're able to be on a platform now that everybody can pretty much watch around the world. Well, Jesse, you have been great. Uh, what do you have coming out soon? Dude, have you guys seen? Have you seen my movie Max Reload and the Nether Blasters? I have not yet. No, that sounds awesome. You guys have to watch this. I mean, even look at the trailer. It's Kevin Smith is in it. Greg Grunberg from Star Wars and Star Trek. Uh, Lynn Shay from all the Insidious movies. It's literally an action gaming science fiction comedy. Like these guys, they these kids run a and I play this really funny character. These kids run this video game store. They find this like old like Coleco video game and they play it. ColecoVision or whatever, they play it, and uh, all of a sudden, like, the characters from this from the game in, embody people in the town, and they start taking over, and, like, they have to save the world, basically. It is so much fun. It's like, it's like a, it's like a PG version of Grandma's Boy meets, like, <laughs> meets, like, Ready Player One. It's amazing. Um, Sign me up. I'm in. Right? Uh, <laughs> so that's a great one. That just came out. Uh, obviously, the, my Christmas movie had just, had just dropped. Um, I have another film I'm doing in yeah there it is right there and then if you can you can see my dad who's got a small phone part of the top right next to Kevin Smith and then you see me <laughs> all the way on the left with the broomstick on the left side so <laughs> I mean, look at that poster dude how can you not want to watch that yeah, movie I, do. I definitely do it's just like classic 80s like <laughs> yeah everything oh, is in the movie all that stuff is in the movie you know they got the glory you guys will love that. Uh, and then, like a lot of oh, it was. It was a blast. It's such a blast. Shot the whole movie in Phoenix. It was directed by Scott Condit and Jeremy Tremp. Um, dude, you guys should have them on the show. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have you guys talk to them. They're, they'll, they'll I'm love. Sure. It. I'm 100 down. Um, and um, oh, what were they saying? Um, oh yeah, that. And then I have another movie for Lifetime that'll be out called Recipe for Abduction, which is fantastic. I'm shooting another like uh, romantic comedy in uh, Nevada. In, a, in about a month and a half. And then I have like a couple other products, can't really go into too much detail about, but um, some really, really great stuff in the works. And then obviously my dad and I are teaming up to do some more together. And uh, yeah, just a lot of exciting things happening, man. 
Where can Absolutely. people find you? You got like social media? Yeah, yeah. So all the usual. Most active on like um, uh, Twitter and Instagram, of course, which is at Jesse Cove, J E S S E K O V E. There you go. You got it there. And yeah, I'm very active on my social media. So, you know, if anybody wants to tune in or, you know, send me a message, I, I love connecting with the fans. Awesome. You'll hear from me soon. But um, <laughs> thank you again for uh, tuning in and thank you everybody for watching. All of the links to Jesse's stuff will be in the description below. And from all of us, have a great day. See you, everybody. Thank you.